You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Pride of Detroit, Detroit Lions post-game show here from prideofdetroit.com, Pride of Detroit on Twitter, Pride of Detroit on Facebook. You know where to find us. You know where to get us as we come to you now as the Detroit Lions are five and one posting a 20 to six victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which we must reiterate again that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a very good football team. I know some Lions fans were uh, a little a little hand wringy about how tight this was for a lot of the game. I think coming into this game, we knew it was going to be a tough defensive battle. Not only did the Lions prevail, the Lions also continue their streak of still having games with 20 or more points in spite of those defensive performances by the Buccaneers. And with the rest of the action around the NFL, the Lions are now tied for the best record in the NFL. That's right. The 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 uh, Philadelphia Eagles just lost to the New York Jets. The San Francisco 49ers missed on a uh, missed a field goal to win it in Cleveland. So the Detroit Lions at five and one now join their brethren atop the NFC and atop the NFL with the tiebreaker over the Kansas City Chiefs there. And, you know, the Miami, Miami Dolphins are five and one. The point is that the Lions are among the elite. That's right. The Lions are among the elite and it's time to start thinking like it because you don't need to worry about it too much. The Lions were missing a lot of pieces. You do, as Dan as Dan Miller said on the on the radio broadcast you were listening, you don't want to live that way, but even going down into their depths, the Lions were able to put something out to beat a very good Tampa Bay Buccaneers team with Baker Mayfield, who I thought was playing very hot for, I would say, about a half of football. I don't think his second half was very good at all. He definitely cooled off in the third quarter, came for him. That makes it now 14 straight games where the Lions post up 20 or more points. And it all got started with some fantastic stuff. And unfortunately, David Montgomery did leave the game. We're keeping an eye on his injury. But even then, I think what has shown you is that Craig Reynolds can be dependable in a pinch. You don't want to live on Craig Reynolds, but Craig Reynolds... You know, the Lions like their blocking. He threw some hellacious blocks. He almost took out like two, three defenders throwing up those blo- those those blocks for Amon Ra to St. Brown to take in that first touchdown of the day. Phenomenal work for it. And Craig Reynolds himself then got busy and being dependable and what the Lions needed. Now, the Lions still needed to go to a passing attack. And guess what? We had our first touchdown from Jamison Williams. And I'd like to know where people are on a lot of stuff out there talking about, hey, you know, not sure what Jamison Williams can do. Those doubts are warranted. You called him a bust, though? I don't think so. Jamison Williams still shows you why he could take the top off on a defense with a contested catch for his first NFL touchdown, and it's a well-deserved one. But really, the star of this show was Jared Goff. With Montgomery out, Craig Reynolds, who I said had some phenomenal stuff, not as much in the run game itself. Craig Reynolds, though, only 15 yards all said and done. 
which means the ball comes into the hands of Jared Goff. The Lions want to be a run team, but this is a passing league, and Jared Goff probably played his bet one of his best games I've seen him play, and absolutely the Detroit Lions needed it. 353 yards on the day, gross sack. You lose about 13 yards, get sacked three times, but against a very tough Tampa Bay defense, against a defense that really shines and likes to do the same thing the Detroit Lions want to do with a young, hungry defensive tackle and Kalijah Kansi coming after him. Jared Goff looked poised. I liked how he was able to throw the ball away and get it away in time when he saw the pressure coming at him. Once again, Jared Goff doesn't give you a lot of mistakes to really to really thrive off of. And there were some and trust me, both teams lost out on some opportunities, especially the Detroit Lions. They got lucky on defense. We'll talk about that in a second. But Jared Goff, I thought, played phenomenally well, distributed the ball to a lot of people. St. Brown on the day, another 100, over 100 yard day as St. Brown comes back from injury and shows you why he is still the receiving threat. Maybe that that connection wasn't there today between Goff and Sam Laporta doesn't matter because he's got Josh Reynolds. He's got Jamison Williams and he's got St. Brown, whatever, whichever way you want to throw to Jared Goff can get the ball out there. And he was making some big time throws on the day to his top receivers, including that Jamison Williams touchdown. He understood that Jamison Williams is out there deep to take the top off for the surefire touchdown. Just go down there for it. Didn't see much wiggle on the ball at all. It was just straight away to him. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. On the defense, the Lions, look, I think the Lions avoided some mistakes in the in the first half. There were a couple times where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers took the top off of the Lions offense and Baker Mayfield couldn't connect. Uh, case in point, a very early uh, Isaiah Bugs tip of the line of scrimmage turned into a Will Harris in, Will Harris interception, but they showed it on the TV. Mike Evans was deep past past coverage. That was busted. It could have easily gone the other way, and instead the Lions basically turn it, it virtually a ten point swing because they get the the uh, the field goal off of that end of that drive there. Lions showed a lot of aggression and they didn't really get home too much, but they were able to play the game that they always do play. Big stock up, I thought, to Alex Anzalone, who I thought had a good game. Jerry Jacobs, I thought, had a very good game as well. And Julian Okora probably had the best game there and really stood out among the defensive ends, which we know for the Lions is a very deep, very deep pool to talk about. So seeing Julian Okora with a big tip there and some action against Baker Mayfield is something that I really like to see. The Lions were able to get to Baker Mayfield once. But it doesn't. But and that. But that was the one they really needed, and that was Julian Okwara. So what can you say? This was a game where a lot of depth shown itself on the Detroit Lions. They're struggling with injuries right now, but every team in the NFL has injuries they have to struggle with. You're at this time of year as. October hits its middle point and you get into November, you're never going to be at 100%. The Lions are going to have to find other ways to win, even if it means not having guys like Brian Branch and David Montgomery. Does that mean they're going to lose some? Yeah. This is the NFL. This isn't college football. You don't need to go perfect. Does it mean the sky falls when they lose? No. No. Does the sky fall when they start getting injuries? No. This is how big teams are. This is how big teams are. And the Lions right now are among 
that elite. They are perfect on the road, 3-0 and here in this season. And it's really not much of a road game, is it? Detroit Lion fans, you keep showing up to the stadiums and taking over wherever you see fit. You're, you're winning. <laughs> you're beating out. You're doing what the Red Wings did about 20 years ago. You're just taking over every place you go. It's amazing to watch. <laughs> it's really cool. It's really, really, really cool. It's really cool because living out here in California, I still get people who are amazed that there's such thing as this many Lions fans. And I keep telling them, just watch. Just watch. And guess what? Lions fans will be there again when they take on the Baltimore Ravens. If I sound giddy, then yeah, I'm going to be giddy. I am going to be giddy. I'm going to talk about this not just as someone who has to commentate and have opinions on the Detroit Lions, but I do root. For, I, I don't need to be. Uh, I am objective, I like to think, but that doesn't mean I don't have to have a rooting interest. This team is fun right now. I'm getting messages from people I never thought. I'm getting people drawing into the team that I never thought would draw in. It's all vibes, baby. It's all vibes. This team does very good stuff. Do they make mistakes? Do they sometimes play sloppy games? Yeah. And I think we will go over that more on Monday live on the POD cast as we talk about some of it. I think some of the offense, especially uh, there's problems with stuff like, you know, I'm, I really don't like these second down run calls that the Lions keep drawing up. They sometimes get stuck in their ways here for the cadence of their play calling. And I know they really want to go to the run, but you have some very good weapons now in Jared Goff. Jared Goff, I think, is playing some of the best football in his life right now. It's 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 that good. I know I get branded as Goff number one hater around here. It, it the last couple of games have been some of the best football I've seen out of Jared Goff. It's kind of phenomenal how he's been able to turn it around for what it is. At the same time, I said Jack Campbell got a start in this game. Or actually, I don't think I said that, but let me say that Jack Campbell got a start in his game. So. As productive as Anzalone is, the Lions are starting to bring in those reinforcements that they need on the defense for some of their younger players. Jack Campbell's going to get more time to play. It is a game that I think for the Detroit Lions, they got put on National Fox and they delivered a big win. They delivered a two-score, a two-touchdown victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a win I saw some people nationally talking about. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how much longer the Lions can hold it on for it. They held on for it. And those vibes are spreading. I think we kind of take an opinion that sometimes the national that Lions fans take an opinion that national media is always against them. I've seen enough national media people also talking about how they were trusting in the Lions in the spot, too. And it's going to keep happening. The Ravens represent probably your toughest road opponent coming up here. And even then, I'm not really sure what to take out of the Baltimore Ravens so far and how they've been performing. You'll have to really game plan for someone like Lamar Jackson. But right now, through six games, the Lions have proven themselves to be one of the best teams in the NFC. And when you start out five and one, you also give yourself a bit of cushion. That doesn't mean you ever want to take a loss, but it means that a loss isn't the end of the world either. And you know what? Great teams have that cushion because great teams are great and they get out to great starts. They don't worry about a creamsicle. Creamsicles are delicious. Look it up. This was a great NFC game. 
But great teams here are able to do things like the Detroit Lions did. Continue to play to their game. Continue to show their offensive prowess. Continue to show their defensive prowess. Even down some bodies. Even with some sloppy play at times. Still able to power through and get a victory. It's still young in the NFL season. But the Detroit Lions have once again... We keep saying it every week. They're solidifying solidifying a very good start to the a very good start to the season. It's not just going to be a good first quarter soon. It might turn into a very good first half soon. And if the Detroit Lions can hang their hat on that, then the sky's really the limit at this point. Because with losses now to the San Francisco 49ers and to the Philadelphia Eagles, that doesn't devalue their seasons either, but it gives us a full picture. And that full picture says the Detroit Lions belong completely among that echelon, not just at, you know, third behind the Eagles and 49ers, but now in that mix, in that mix to be respected and understood. At the end of the day, respect is just that. It gets people talking about you. And that's fun. It's fun when people talk about you and it's fun when people talk about you being great, awesome and a fun team to watch. And the Lions are going to get more attention that way. All they got to do is keep up their end of the bargain and keep getting wins. The occasional loss won't befront them too much. We'll dig into this more on Monday on the Pride of Detroit POD cast. This is the postgame show here. See you star side. (laughs) 